Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And good morning sports today here on Sports Grid. I'm Craig Mish along with Davis Maddock. Our fantasy football team previews continuing today here on the show. All bias aside, hopefully, because today we're taking a look at the Kansas City Chiefs, one of Davis's favorite squads. We're going to get into the fantasy aspects of a new look squad for the Chiefs, to be honest, this season as their top playmaker over the last few years is now headed south to Miami. And uh, Davis, good morning. I'm looking forward to doing this preview with you as we close in on the final games of the preseason. Yeah, we are we are two weeks away from the beginning of the NFL season. Uh, we have uh, preseason week three. Remember, no preseason week four. This is our last preseason action. The NFL gave us next weekend off so that we could have our, uh, you know, everyone could do their fantasy football drafts, you know, next weekend. And uh, very excited to talk about the Chiefs. Sort of, I think if you could uh, – get accurate projections for one team in order to win your fantasy football league. I think the new look Kansas city chiefs would probably be the team you would choose. Yeah, I agree. And uh, you know, we're going to find a lot about Patrick Mahomes this season more than anything else. I think that that's the compelling part of this, but let's get to our headlines here on the show. Uh, We'll start off with major league baseball, George Kirby of the Seattle Mariners, who's probably headed to the postseason through a 24 consecutive Uh, strikes to start a game also that quick graphic that you just showed there uh, we'll get back to that here in just a second that's my bad on that Tyron Smith out indefinitely with an avulsion fracture of the knee left tackle for Dallas is out probably the biggest story as far as injury is concerned today Chet Holmgren suffered the Liz Frank injury and damaged his foot he's going to miss the entire season ouch for Oklahoma City the Utah Jazz trade Patrick Beverly to the Los Angeles Lakers for Taylor Horton Tucker And uh, just to go back to that graphic real quick, uh, the Miami Dolphins and Philadelphia Eagles had to postpone their dual practice today as the Dolphins had some uh, issues with either food or some sort of stomach sickness. We're not really sure at this point. The Eagles are practicing on the Dolphins facility at the moment, but the uh, Dolphins are not. Of course, these two teams will play against each other this weekend. So uh, let's dive into a couple of things. Two big injuries. Uh, Let's do the, the football one first, what the Tyron Smith injury means for Dallas you know, uh, going into the season, I think that, you know, losing your left tackle or right tackle is huge. And then obviously Chad Holmgren being out. I mean, that's a huge deal for Oklahoma City, too, in terms of their win total. Yeah, I mean, it is uh, it is not a good situation for the Dallas Cowboys. Their backup left tackle is a rookie, Matt Willetsko. Their right tackle, Terrence Steele, they probably don't want to switch him over. They could have uh, they have this veteran guy, Josh Ball, who could play. But, you know, this is a this is a huge injury because the Cowboys led the NFL in scoring last year. I think there's there's kind of this perception that the Cowboys were disappointing last season because CD didn't really exceed. Amari was fine. Gallup got injured. Zeke obviously let down people who drafted him in the first round. But the Cowboys were a great offense. Now they don't have Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup is not going to be ready to start the season. Ezekiel Elliott, you know, I mean, like he's just not that really, he's just not that good anymore. And uh, it's just going to be fascinating what Dak Prescott is able to do because this is probably the worst surrounding talent in terms of offensive line and wide receivers he's had. I believe he's entering into his eighth season starting in the NFL, maybe his seventh season. And he's, he's played with a lot of great players. The offensive line in Dallas has always been amazing. They, are, they basically invest the offensive line at the highest rate in the NFL. 
and uh, losing your all-pro left tackle 15 days before the start of the season, not, uh, not what you want. No, definitely not. Dallas will obviously have to plug that hole. Uh, let, let's go to the NBA real quick, a couple of months away from the NBA starting up again. I know the Thunder have been in a bad spot in terms of current players, Davis, the last few years. They got a lot of draft picks, but boy, they uh, it looks like they're going to lose one of them, at least to start the season. It looks like the entire season. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I mean, probably Oklahoma City, maybe they were thinking, like, okay, you know, it would be fine if we made the play-in game this year. It would be fine if we won 35 games this year. But, Craig, there is a prospect. His name is uh, Victor Wembanyama. He is a French big guy. And by big guy, I don't mean uh, like a normal center. I th- People say this kid is like 7'3", seven, 7'4", seven, but he can shoot threes. He can dribble. The, the tanking this season in the NBA is going to get completely out of control. And I am already uh, salivating at the idea of Chet Holmgren, Victor Wembanyama, Lou Dort, and Shea Gilders-Alexander winning an NBA championship four or five years from now. So I, I – uh, you know, as a Thunder fan, I'm just, I'm along for the ride. It stinks to not be able to see Chet play this season. You know, I think that kind of very similar to Embiid. You know, Embiid ended up missing that first season of his career. Now, obviously, I don't think Chet Holmgren is as good as Embiid, but Embiid joined the tanking 76ers, and then they started to build around him once they realized that he was good. And that's probably what the Thunder are hoping to do now. Yeah, another tough season looks like for your Thunder coming up, but the future could be bright. Very interesting. I didn't know that about next year's draft, too. So something we'll definitely have to keep an eye on as well. All right. Well, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be one of the favorites to win the AFC without a doubt, but they did lose a critical piece to their offense in the offseason as Tyreek Hill is now a member of the Miami Dolphins. So what does that mean for the Chiefs moving forward? We're going to learn a lot about which direction they head with one of the most dynamic players in the NFL no longer there. So I'm excited to talk about the Chiefs. Coming up next here on Fantasy Sports Today, for those of you who have an upcoming fantasy football draft, Davis and I are previewing one team every single day here on the show, and today happens to be Kansas City. A lot of players inside the top 200, some speculative players as well. Rookies at the running back position are being discussed. No doubt, stay on the grid for our preview of the Kansas City Chiefs. It is next here on FSP. Don't go away. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 investments like acquiring america's largest biogas producer archaea energy and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. One team a day is the recipe to success for us here on Fantasy Sports Today. But what will be the recipe for the Kansas City Chiefs? It is an interesting season, to say the least, for them. And Davis, naturally, we have seen some of the greatest players in the history of the game 
not matter who their players are on their teams in terms of quarterback. We've seen it before. Joe Montana, uh, Steve Young, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. It didn't matter. didn't matter who they had. They were winning championships. We're going to find out this year about Patrick Mahomes. Now, I'm not saying that he's not going to be in that category. I simply don't know. But when you remove a player like Tyree Kill from the equation, I think you get that answer, and I think it's coming this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, count me in the camp of guys who thinks that Patrick Mahomes is, uh, I mean, I think he's the best quarterback to ever play. Now, that, that doesn't mean someone won't be better than him. Uh, you know, in uh, starting at 22 years old, four straight conference championships, four straight division wins. Uh, as you know, I mean, he, he's unreal. He is third all time in the NFL in adjusted yards per attempt. He is the fastest quarterback ever to 150 passing touchdowns. He, you know, won MVP as a 23-year-old. I mean, he's unbelievable, right? And was Tyreek Hill a big part of that? Absolutely. I think that Mahomes' uh, maturation, I think that their Super Bowl championship would have been harder to come by without the presence of Tyreek Hill. And I think a lot of their offense was predicated around what Tyreek Hill added. I, I certainly do not want to minimize his departure, but I think that the Kansas City Chiefs front office rightly looked at the situation and said Tyreek Hill is about to turn 29. His best asset is his speed. We can pay him, what did he end up getting, $26 million a year from the Miami Dolphins, or we can bring in three new guys, pay them all less combined per year than Tyreek Hill was asking, and kind of start a mini rebuild as they start paying Mahomes his massive, massive mega contract that takes up 20% of the Kansas City Chiefs cap space over the next 10 years. And I think they probably made the right decision. We're going to find out. That's going to be the fun part this year. Because if the Chiefs have a great year and they win 11, 12 games and their offense is at the top, you're going to be right. Patrick Mahomes is going to be one of the greatest. But what if he's not? I don't think we know the answer yet. So that's what's interesting for me. All right, let's take a look at the average draft position for the Chiefs. We have Mahomes going late second, early third round. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going fifth, sixth round. Isaiah Pacheco is one of the hot names in fantasy and best ball season. Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be one of those players potentially to fill the role of Hill, although I think I believe he's been uh, on and off the field. Sky Moore is another name that's gotten a lot of attention. And then Travis Kelsey, his ADP right now is 14. So he's going somewhere in the early part, usually, of the second round of fantasy football drafts. But uh, let's go back to Mahomes here for a minute. 37 touchdowns, 4,800 passing yards last season, and, uh, and the second quarterback basically taken in fantasy drafts. And uh, if the numbers are the same this year, then he's going exactly where he should. So do you anticipate the numbers, Davis, being exactly the same? Uh, I mean, I, I think there's a reasonable chance that he could actually be more effective this season than he was last season. So behind Tyreek Hill, the three wide receivers who played the most snaps on the Kansas City Chiefs were Demarcus Robinson, who signed with the Raiders, got cut, and is now with the Ravens, Byron Pringle, who moved on to the Chicago Bears this offseason and is reportedly playing as the fourth wide receiver for the Chicago Bears and Nicole Hardman. The guys, like, those guys are not good. Like, let's just be honest about it. Demarcus Robinson, McCall Hardman, they, like, they just not, I mean, they're fine, right? Especially in the context of playing with Patrick Mahomes. But now we're talking about Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, who basically was the best 21-year-old wide receiver the NFL has ever seen, you know, a thousand yards and seven touchdowns as a 21-year-old, backed it up with a great sophomore season, then started to battle with injuries a little bit and just was not as good in his third and fourth seasons, re-signed the one-year deal with the Steelers last year. The Chiefs reportedly wanted him last offseason as well, and I think that would have been a good addition for them to have made, but he went back to the Steelers. They add Marquez Valdez-Gantling, who has led the NFL in yards per reception twice, and was a member of NV, uh, NFC Conference Championship teams, but just was never asked to play an expanded role in Green Bay because that's what Rodgers does, right? If Rodgers decides, I don't trust that guy, he's not getting the ball, I, and I think we are going to see a little bit different performance from him. And then they take Sky Moore in the second round of the NFL draft, who was a lot of people's favorite prospect. And I'm not saying he should have gone in the first round because I don't think he should have, but he was an early-to-career prospect. Super, super productive at Western Michigan. Did well at the Combine. You know, good returns on him all offseason at Chiefs training camp. I, I just, I think there's a lot of room for Mahomes to grow. 
And I think one of the biggest things we'll see is that uh, I don't know if they trust any of these running backs, especially near the goal line. You know, no one on the roster really. So I would not be surprised to see them be super pass heavy near the goal line either. Uh, Mahomes, you know, in a lot of these drafts is going, uh, honestly, falling quite a bit. I, I did an FFPC main event draft the other night where we got him in the middle of the sixth round. And I mean, that just feels like stealing to me. I mean, to get potentially the top quarterback in fantasy that late. All right, well, let, let's go to the running backs this year, which is a huge question for the Chiefs as they've liked to use multiple running backs. It was Daryl Williams and Damian Williams and Gore. And I mean, this year, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, it's, it sort of feels like boomer bust for him in terms of maybe even being on the Chiefs. 500 rushing yards last year and four touchdowns. But my gosh, he's, he's you know, borderline RB2. He's being drafted like it. And, you know, if, if you just basically watch, it's amazing, Davis, if you watch Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's first NFL game, you would have thought he's headed straight to Canton. But that was probably the highlight of his career thus far. Yeah, I mean, he had 27 touches in that game, did score a touchdown. But, uh, I mean, honestly, I think a big part of his career turned in that game because they gave him five touches inside the 10-yard line. He got stoned on all of them, ended up scoring a receiving touchdown in that game. And uh, if you believe Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, there is at least something you can point to for one of his struggles in year two. Again, this is him saying this, so unclear if it's true or not, but he told beat writers that last offseason he had a complication with his gallbladder and it ended up having to be removed. He said that he went into the 2021 Chiefs training camp at 160 pounds. It was like the worst he had ever felt. His body was like not cooperating with him and that he basically just was not ready to play football. Now, you'd have to wonder, uh, why did no one report on this last year? Why why were we not made aware of this? Why did no one at Chiefs training camp bring this up? Why did Clyde Edwards-Hilaire himself not bring this up? I, I think these are all very fair questions to ask, but it is at least sort of interesting. I mean, how many first-round running backs I, you know, end up, did, did the teams give up on them? Like Josh Jacobs, the team has not given up on him. Travis Etienne. Right. Uh, like he's going to be the starting running back for the Jaguars after suffering the Liz Frank. If it's true that there's a reason to point to for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's struggles as a rusher last year, there's probably some chance that he actually is like a league-winning pick. Uh, you know, for example, Kareem Hunt in 2018, before the Chiefs cut him, he had 1,300 yards and 14 touchdowns in 11 games for the Chiefs that season, and we've pretty much been chasing that since. Everyone remembers how Damian Williams destroyed the 2020 or the 2019 playoffs, you know, 150 yards, two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. So the production is there for someone to grab it. We just don't know if CH is capable, really. All right, let's close it out with Isaiah Pacheco. Who is he, and does he stand in line to get multiple carries this upcoming season with both Williams no longer? I think, is Daryl Williams gone, or is he back? I'm sorry. Darrell Williams is gone. He is a member of the Arizona Cardinals. Ronald Jones and uh, Jarek McKinnon are the other running backs in the Chiefs' backfield. Pacheco, honestly, a terrible prospect from Rutgers. Was not good. Uh, you know, not a good pass catcher. Not, a, not Does not have great vision as a run. I don't really get it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm firmly in the camp of not really getting this fascination with Pacheco from the Chiefs' perspective. But as we just said with CH, it doesn't really matter how good these guys are as long as they're on the field. Interesting there. Yeah, a lot of Pacheco talk for sure this preseason, no doubt. All right, coming up next, we dive into their all-world tight end and Travis Kelsey. Where should you be taking him in your upcoming fantasy football draft? And then who replaces Tyreek Hill? Where are these targets going from Patrick Mahomes on the outside? We'll discuss that next right here as our Chief Preview continues on Fantasy Sports Today. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. We continue our team preview of the Kansas City Chiefs in 2022. For those of you who missed the beginning part of our preview, which included their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, and their running back situation, you can catch it on demand on our YouTube page or over on sportsgrid.com. Let's take a look at the average draft position for the NFFC. For those of you getting ready to make your picks this weekend, Travis Kelsey goes in the first round in some leagues, but mostly second round. His ADP is 14. Mahomes is at 32. Edwards Hilaire, 67. Juju Smith-Schuster, 80. And then Sky Moore at 142. Now, naturally, Davis, you've had a lot of nice things to say about Juju Smith-Schuster. And we like him a lot. He's a really fun, good guy. But we got to call it how it is, man. This guy has had a really hard time staying on the field. This goes for uh, last year. And if I'm not mistaken, I mean, you follow this closer than me. But has he taken any snaps at all with the Chiefs in the, in this preseason or even in their training camp? Uh, yeah, he was out there for a little bit in week one, and uh, he's been he's been dealing with this like knee thing for I think like the last like ten or eleven days. The team doesn't seem too concerned about it. Smith Schuster has been doing individual drills at practice. There, the, we we are not raising the alarm on this yet. He did only play in five games last season. I do think his uh, demise a little overstated. For example, in 2020, 16 games, 97 receptions, 850 yards, nine touchdowns. Like I think by by the the sounds of what people think about Smith Schuster as he entered into free agency, I think there was sort of the idea that, you know, he was cooked, that he hadn't been good. And I actually think the contract that he signed indicates that he and his agent believe that there is more money for him to be made and that they think he still has a lot of ability because he signed a one-year $10 million deal instead of the contract that MVS signed, which was three years, $30 million. So MVS signs that contract. He's like, all right, I'm in Kansas City. I locked in $30 million. And I think Smith Schuster rightfully looked at the market and said, Christian Kirk making $21 million, AJ Brown making $100 million, Hollywood Brown making $100 million. Like one good year with a Hall of Fame quarterback I'm getting four years, 80 million, no problem, right? So I, I, I think both the Chiefs, he, his representation, I think a lot of the signs are actually pointing to the fact that he's got plenty of juice left in the tank. He's probably one of my favorite picks at cost right now. Uh, and just look at what he did. His sec- 22 years old, 2018 in Pittsburgh, 111 receptions, 1,500 yards, seven touchdowns, like just unbelievable at 21 and 22 years old. I think if there is a guy who goes from being a fourth, fifth round pick this season to being in the first round, early second round next year, you know, kind of this year's Cooper Cup, I think Smith Schuster is kind of the obvious guy. Hmm. I don't know that I see this one the same way. I'm a little, I gotta be honest. I'm a, I'm a little worried about what I've seen the last, uh, the last year or so. So we will see. Um, okay. So Sky Moore is their young rookie who you mentioned they took in the second round, a phenomenal player in college. And, and and look, the Chiefs in general, you would think, Davis, it's like, okay, like, you know, they have several receivers because of Mahomes throwing so many touchdown passes and so many yards. But a lot of this goes to Kelsey, who we'll get to in just a bit. So is Sky Moore someone that you think will be playing for you every week in fantasy this season? Or do you think that this is going to take some time? Um, well, I think that he got aided a little bit by the injury to McCole Hardman. Now, Hardman's fine. He's not going to miss any time. But Sky got more repetitions with the first-team unit while Hardman and Smith-Schuster have missed a little bit of time. I think probably what ends up happening is Juju Smith-Schuster is the starting slot-wide receiver, 
and Marquez Valdez Scantling is the outside wide receiver, and Sky Moore rotates in around those guys. What's kind of interesting in the preseason is that Justin Watson, uh, we might remember him from his time in Tampa Bay. He moved on to Kansas City, signed a one-year veteran minimum contract with the Chiefs after moving on. He actually has been the outside wide receiver playing with the Chiefs' first unit in the preseason. So, but I, I would basically, I would basically compare Sky to some of these elite rookies we've seen in the years past. You know, Justin Jefferson was playing behind Ola B.C. Johnson for the first couple games of the Viking season. A.J. Brown was playing behind Adam Humphreys. Like, this is just what happens with rookies. Now, I don't know if Sky Moore is, is going to be as good as those guys. I would guess he is going to be a very good NFL player. He was absurdly productive as a 18, 19, and 20-year-old at Western Michigan. Did well at the Combine. And the Chiefs, by the way, uh, in talking after the draft, like, made it very clear Sky was the guy they wanted all along. They traded up. Like, they, they configured things around to make sure that they got him. And in fact, part of the reason that they, well, I mean, you would definitely say this afterward, but the way that Brett Beach made it sound was one of the reasons they felt comfortable trading away Tyreek Hill was they had identified Sky Moore as a guy they thought they could get with the pick that they got from the Dolphins. That's what they ended up doing after trading back and then trading up. I'm very high on him. And uh, I think the you know, the great thing about him is if you draft teams the way that I do, where Sky's probably like their fifth or sixth wide receiver, you don't have to start him until you see it. And then once he gets that 70% snap share, seven target, 100-yard, one touchdown game, he goes in your lineup and he doesn't leave. Yeah, and I think that there's a ton of upside for him there. And he may be my favorite of, of the receivers, but this is kind of, unfortunately for me, more of a situation, Davis, where I know who the other guys are. And that speaks to the next player that we're going to talk about in, Mar in Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who uh, had 400 rec uh, receiving yards last year, three touchdowns. And his ADP is 148. He's the 53rd wide receiver taken. And, uh, and uh, look, I understand your, your commentary about Rodgers and if he likes who he throws to. And if he doesn't, then he just doesn't. But, I mean, he had the chance in Green Bay for several years and was a big disappointment. I'm, I'm not going to be in on this player. I'm sorry. Yeah, MBS for his career, 17 and a half yards per reception. Uh, 13 touchdowns on only 247 targets. That would be well above average. And I think, honestly, probably if things work out for the Chiefs how they want it to, MVS is not going to have that great of a role for fantasy football. You know, not going to be a guy that you want to start every single week. Now, maybe a guy that you are using as a result of injuries or bye weeks or whatever, because, I mean, kind of in the same way that Hardman hung around, you know, Demarcus Robinson would be rostered in those leagues. I think MVS is better than those guys but what happens when you remove Tyreek Hill from an offense I mean you got to have someone who can take the top off of defenses you have to be able to create the space for Smith Schuster for Travis Kelsey uh, Andy Reid's offenses are all about the screens and if you kind of historically look at Andy Reid offenses they've always had someone like Marquez Valdez-Scantling in that role you know, I mean, and not not only the guys who have been great at it, right? So, like, you know, Deshaun Jackson, obviously, was one of them, Tyreek Hill. But they've also had, you know, other guys in that role. I mean, Demarcus Robinson kind of served in that role a little bit last year when they changed Tyreek Hill's role. They started playing Tyreek out of the slot more. Tyreek had the lowest average depth of target of his career. So, MVS is probably a guy who matters a little bit more for real football than fantasy football. I have been taking a lot of MVS in best ball leagues. One of the reasons being... I don't think Sky is going to be one of the starting three wide receivers to start the year. So it wouldn't really be surprising to see MBS have a pretty healthy role maybe the first month of the season. Okay, that makes some sense. Now, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey is a good conversation to have to bring up, Davis, here on the show today because it's more of like a tight end conversation than it is even a Kelsey conversation, uh, you know, because obviously he's the best tight end in fantasy. I mean, it's it's not close. And he's going to win you a league. He's going to win you a week. He's fantastic. But it does come down to the conversation about people who play fantasy. Do you take a tight end in the first round? Do you want to uh, take that pick? Because once you do that, you know that by the time you get to what, like the fourth, fifth round, you're going to be light somewhere, whether it's running back or wide receiver. And is there a big separation from Kelsey and everyone else this year in Kittle and some of the others? So I, I guess it's time for us to expand that conversation now that his name has come up. I mean, I do definitely think there's a huge difference between Travis Kelsey and every other tight end. You know, Travis Kelsey last year, 
Uh, in fact, every year of his career since Patrick Mahomes became the starter in 2018, Travis Kelsey would have finished as a top 12 wide receiver. If he was, so if he was just a wide receiver. So if you go into your draft and you got to take him as a wide receiver, now maybe he would be more, uh, if he was listed at wide receiver, he'd be like a round two, three pick instead of a round one, two pick or whatever. There is, I think, a little bit of slight concern, though. Travis Kelsey is the oldest first-round pick in fantasy football since Randy Moss. Uh, what happened in Randy Moss' age 33 season? He got traded, and then he got cut, and he ended the season playing for the Tennessee. No one even remembers this, but he ended the season playing for the Tennessee Titans. So anytime you start talking about 30-year-old guys, 31, 32, 33, like they're just as a natural wall that those guys are going to hit. However... I would say this. I think Kelsey can probably decline athletically, play fewer snaps, be less involved in the red zone. I still don't know if it matters, especially in full-point PPR leagues, because I don't see – like the, the chemistry that Kelsey and Mahomes have is just so great, and that role that Kelsey is going to have in this offense while Mahomes adjusts to Smith-Schuster, MVS, Guy Moore. Like he is the longest-tenured Chiefs player on offense right now. He, like, he is the guy who's been there with Andy Reid and with Mahomes the longest. Uh, in fact, I think the only pass catcher on the roster who would have caught a pass from Alex Smith when Alex Smith was the uh, the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, like that kind of institutional memory for Kelsey, I, I think he's just locked into 90 receptions, 1,000 yards. I just don't think he can be worse than that unless he gets hurt. Yeah, it does make sense. All right, did we miss anyone? Is, is there any other players being drafted You know, around top 200 to consider? I mean, I do think McKinnon, uh, I mean, he led the Chiefs in snaps at running back in the postseason. He probably is going to be the third down back to start the year for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, I think he probably does need to be draft. I mean, again, especially the way that I draft teams where my running back two is always terrible. Uh, I think McKinnon could get you by some weeks. Okay, so there you have it. Our look at the Kansas City Chiefs. One team each day we preview here on the show. We'll have another one tomorrow. And by the way, we archive all of these over on sportsgrid.com and our YouTube channel as well. We got to take a quick time out here on the show. Coming up next, it's time for us to do some fantasy or reality. Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. For those of you who are on social media, here's an easy way to follow us. Just go to at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid TV over on Twitter for the latest news, notes, information, picks against the spread, and obviously we're keeping you updated constantly on what is going on here on our network. We have College Football Davis getting ready to start on Saturday. Uh, also, the U.S. Open 
tennis tournament is set to get underway and uh, Novak Djokovic will not be in the U.S. Open. He uh, is still not vaccinated and cannot enter the United States. That certainly changes the betting odds, I would think, for the upcoming U.S. Open as well. The de- it definitely does. And, I mean, it stinks to not have the best men's player playing, right? Uh, you know, we, we don't cover so much of the politics here, but it does stink. I uh, I enjoy the U.S. Open. Nothing in tennis is as good as Wimbledon is. You know, Wimbledon, like, I pretty much watch, uh, all, like, it's just on all day from, from the, the round of 128 down to the final. And the men's final, by the way, at Wimbledon, Kyrgios Jokovic was like, I mean, I guess probably not an all-timer match, but it was really, really good. But uh, always enjoy the U.S. Open. I would love to go to the U.S. Open someday. It just seems like one of those sporting events that needs to be on like everyone's bucket list. Yeah, very cool over uh, in New York and in, in uh, Queens, if I'm not mistaken. All right, let's go and hit some fantasy or reality. All right, Davis. Well, naturally, there's been a new team that has been barnstorming around the country. I don't know if you have seen this before, but they are called the Savannah Bananas. And they've played uh, all over the South and even some places in the Midwest as well. Basically a barnstorming group. It was initially led by Eric Burns, where they uh, you know, look like a glorified softball team, but they have like a crazy way of playing. They're playing on all these odd fields for sure. Some legends of the game are playing this as well. I know Bill Spaceman Lee, 75 years old, is pitching in this thing. And the whole idea behind the Savannah Bananas is, uh, I guess, to make baseball fun. There's like really nothing else except for these dudes just having fun. Fantasy Reality Davis, Banana Ball will be the future of baseball. Yeah, I mean this is uh this is a fantasy. They uh they some of these like independent league barnstorming style things. Like we actually have one in Kansas City. I think they're called the T-Bones. Uh I mean, you know, it's like kind of the same thing as minor league baseball. It's uh it's an affordable night out for the family. You go. I mean, you know, it's no different than taking your kids to like the circus or whatever. But would I do this at at my stage in life right now? Would I go would I go to a minor league game? Would I go to an independent league game? Like, uh, you know, time is the most finite resource in the world, and uh, I am not spending my time going to barnstorming baseball, independent league baseball. None of, I mean, maybe I would go to, see, like, if, uh, you know, Mike Trout was on a rehab assignment or something like that, like, maybe maybe I would go, but uh, not not really not really all that interested in this. So I got, I got fantasy here. Sort of stunning that it appeared on ESPN2 the other night. They had live broadcast of the game. I was kind of shocked and wondering, like, where we're at if this is getting on TV. No no offense to the Savannah Bananas. I was just signed, uh, you know, sort of stunned that they were airing a game of theirs. Uh, yeah, they came here. I did not go. It was in West Palm Beach. I, I know a lot of people enjoyed it, and they said that they had fun doing it. But the other part of this, too, for me is that, again, it's outside. It's hot in the summer. Um, you know, and this is the time they're choosing to do this. Now, having not been to one of these, I can't really say for sure if it's the future or not, but I'm going to guess not. And I'm going to say fantasy. Uh, great idea. Anything to bring more fun to baseball, I think is cool. And this idea is cool as well. But yeah, like the thing is, is at least for my family, the option to go to a major league game or this game, it's probably going to be the major league game. I think no matter what. All right, let's yeah. get to some NFL here. And interestingly enough, a story has been percolating Davis here in South Florida, which is the fact that Mike Gusecki of the Miami Dolphins, who's a very good pass catching tight end may not fit the bill in this new offense that is led by Mike McDaniel, former uh, coach in San Francisco. He likes more of the blocking style tight ends. Now, naturally they did have George Kittle there too. Gusecki played in the entire previous preseason game which led people to believe that maybe he was on the verge of being traded or being cut something along those lines Gasecki said no not the case he needed to be on the field for the entire uh, entire second half to kind of know what he needed to do in the offense so Davis uh, McDaniel interviewed today uh, non-committal one way or the other on Gasecki interesting conversation fantasy reality Mike Gasecki pretty good tight end top 10 fantasy tight end will be traded before the season begins yeah, you know, Craig. Normally, I am uh, I'm the one who poo-poos these conversations. You know, we we brought up uh, what was it, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf being mm-hmm. traded. I'm like, well, you know, it can't really happen because they count so much against the dead cap. I'm I'm the one to dump water on it. But 
the way that Gasicki is signed to his contract, none of those restrictions apply. His number against the cap, he signed a one-year, $10 million deal. He counts one year, $10 million against the cap. There's no penalty for trading him. There's no penalty for the team that acquires him. It's just, can you get $10 million of cap space? So I don't... I, the, the problem is, is I don't really see an obvious trading partner. I mean, there are a couple teams who should be interested in him. I think the Rams should be interested in one. him yeah. because they, so they're playing Gerald Everett at, uh, or uh, yeah, they're playing Gerald Everett at tight. No, they're playing Tyler Higby at tight end this year. They had Gerald Everett last year. Higby's been fine, but Stafford has been so good in two tight end sets. He was really good even when, you know, Kendall Blanton was the tight end two last year. And they have no obvious third wide receiver right now. You know, even Van Jefferson is banged up. So I think that's one. Honestly, the Chiefs should maybe be interested with Travis Kelsey being 33 years old. The Bills, they tried to alleviate their problem with tight end, uh, you know, bringing in OJ Howard. Like there are a lot of good teams that could use a pass catching second tight end, especially, I mean, $10 million. Like if Kasiki was a wide receiver, he'd make more money than that, right? And it seems like for whatever reason, the Dolphins and Gasicki, they just have never gotten along. I, I remember going to a Dolphins-Giants game uh, in 2019, Week 16, uh, Eli Manning's last home game, and Gasicki mm-hmm. just sat by himself on the bench the entire game. I, I just remember it being very weird. Didn't talk to the quarterback, didn't talk to the OC, just sat by himself on the bench the whole game. It was very, very bizarre to watch. But uh, I this is certainly the most realistic trade scenario for the NFL that we have thrown out on the show this offseason. Yeah, before I answer this question, why is it that Gasicki can't play uh, in McDaniel's offense, but Kittle can? What am, what am I missing here? Kittle, great blocker too? Is that, is that what I'm missing? I mean, that's just that's just what they say. They say Gasicki is not a good blocker. I, I mean, you know, I'm not getting down and grinding the film, but that's just what they say. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, this is this is reality. I think he's going to be traded. It 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 does seem like everything. Now, uh, I am probably closest to just like being aware of what's going on with the Dolphins than any other NFL team, just because I live here and all the people that I follow and pay attention to are Dolphins writers. And it certainly does seem like they pushed the button today more than ever, Davis, on Gasecki and McDaniel did not answer one way or the other. So. Whether or not they're in active trade discussions, it's hard to say. My guess is they are. And that's an interesting point on the cap as well. The one thing that I would guess is that, and again, could be wrong, Davis, I don't think they're going to dump him on a bad team. Like, that would be shocking that some team would just right. absorb $10 million to not win and take him on the squad. Uh, so we'll see. And the Saints, another team, is a possibility. One year, $10 million. We'll find out. Uh, I got reality. I think that he does get moved. I think you're right, Davis. And I think that for whatever reason, they just don't feel like he can fit in the offense, which is sort of stunning because he was pretty good the last couple of years. All right, let's let's uh, let's carve out some time for this story, Davis. Now, in case you missed it, uh, the the Oakland Athletics have basically you know, the worst attendance in Major League Baseball by a wide margin. Like, they are averaging four or 5,000 a game. They're getting less than 2,000 at some games. Yesterday, they only got, I think, three. If I'm not mistaken, they have torn this thing all the way down to the ground. Like, this is like, I don't know what they're doing, honestly, this year. There are several players in their lineup that, honestly, I have never heard of before. And you know me, Davis. I've heard of all these dudes. There are like three guys on their team playing the other day that I just didn't know who they were. Um, So with no one going to the games, there was a couple sitting in the upper deck of the Oakland Stadium, and they were committing an act which they should not have done and are they're looking to find them to be arrested for it was a sexual act which we will not get into intimate details you can google this anytime you want and find out the story there now since this act occurred oakland has now sent security up to the rafters all over the stadium to make sure this does not happen again naturally a lot of fans are running up there now and they want to take pictures where this all happened if you don't believe me this is, this is a true story that this has happened. So, in your mind's eye, of all the things that uh, Oakland has done this year, make trades, play games, win games, lose games, have poor attendance, fantasy reality, Davis, the incident in Oakland was the biggest story of their 2022 season. So, I, in a roundabout way... I think this is a reality, but it's only because it's a representation of what I think a lot of people like me who are young, don't go to a ton of baseball games, but just kind of theoretically, like I like baseball. I I like having the option to go to a game. 
and 3,000 people in attendance, it'll never happen in the town that I live in, right? The Cardinals, they could be bad. They could stink. It doesn't matter. 10,000 people minimum are going to those games on a, on a Wednesday night, right? But teams like the A's, teams like the Royals, teams like the Diamondbacks, teams like the Rockies who have don't really have that, you know, sustained built-in 30, 40 years of success of a fan base. Like, people just don't care, especially because, uh, and, and this is very inside baseball, but, like, going to the A's stadium stinks. You have to a lot. You have to take the BART. It's far away from the city. So, like, if you live in San Francisco, you're never going. If you live across the Bay, it's still a little bit difficult to figure out. Um, so in a way, it's just like some of these baseball institutions just seem like they're going to decay and go away. Like, I totally get why this team would be moving to Las Vegas, because like what's left for them in Oakland if 3000 people are going to their games? Like, what's the point? Yeah, uh, you know, I think them trading Frankie Montas or maybe Sean Manaya in spring training was a bigger story than this. So I'm going to say fantasy. But it it does speak to sort of the desolate nature that is that stadium. I have been there too, Davis, and I've gone to games there as well. Uh, They have a very rich history. And by the way, a tradition of success in the last 10, 20 years of even with very little talent, building it up to be competitive. But honestly, I have no idea what they're doing right now, man. Like this, this does seem like they're putting themselves in a position to move. It does. It feels a lot like that. So I'm going to say fantasy. Their trades that they made, I think, uh, stick out to me more than anything else. But the team that they are running out there, similar to Washington, but you know what Washington's path is clear, and they just came off a World Series, and they just got a haul back for Juan Soto. What in the world is going on with the Oakland Athletics, man? And and how bad is this going to get over the next few years? I think it's a big problem. I got fantasy anyway, but the story definitely will live on in infamy for sure in Major League Baseball. All right, we got to take a quick break here on the show. We got the Sports Grid 60 coming up next, and then Kevin and Donnie coming up at the top of the hour. I'm right back here with you at 2 o'clock Eastern for Newswire as we close in on the upcoming college football season this Saturday. We have it covered for you in-game live all access all day, all night Saturday. From a betting perspective, we'll be able to keep you involved on all of your wagers, props, and everything else, and naturally – with uh, college football starting, a lot of our coverage starting to college football as well. So stay on the grid for that as we come back and wrap it up with the Sports Grid 60. And uh, and then we say so long for the day. But we're right back here tomorrow, by the way, 11 o'clock Eastern, another team preview for fantasy football for those of you who are drafting this weekend as well. We'll be right back. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.
As a reminder, I'll be right back here with you for the Thursday edition of Newswire. That's 2 o'clock Eastern right here on Sports Grid. Before we get out of here, let's turn it over to Davis. He's got today's Sports Grid 60. Well, we did baseball yesterday, and uh, we're doing we're doing football today, but not not the football you're thinking of. European football. We are, uh, I believe, ten days away from the transfer deadline over in the major European leagues, and uh, very similar to the NBA trade deadline and the NBA offseason. Like the things that people love the most about global football is the transfer deadline, the crazy news, their favorite players moving the teams. My favorite team, Aston Villa, definitely needs to make a move. We will see if they will. But it's all leading up to, Craig, I just am getting so excited for November when we have the World Cup, we have basketball returning, and we're going to have the NFL getting close to the playoffs. We are we are in store for a truly magical next six months of, uh, of sports. Women's World Cup happening uh, immediately after that as well. Yep, I'm looking forward to that. One other part that I'm looking forward to is my upcoming fantasy football draft, which are starting next week. But the one thing that must happen in the NFLs before we draft in fantasy football, which is why you really should be waiting, is the chaos. It is coming because the cuts are going to come fast and furious over the next seven to ten days. And players that you drafted on your fantasy football team, maybe in the ninth, tenth round, are going to get cut. And you didn't expect it. And this is sort of the nature of the NFL. It doesn't really happen in a lot of other sports like this. Even in Major League Baseball, at the end of spring training, it's only a couple of guys usually that don't make teams and get DFA'd. But it's going to happen in the NFL, and it's going to happen soon. Don't be surprised if you need to make a pickup before week one. That'll do it for our show today. Thanks, of course, to LTN and our great graphics department. For my producer, Brett Levy, and co-host, I'm Craig Mish. A reminder coming up next is the early line with Kevin and Donnie, followed by newswire at two o'clock eastern so i'm off for a couple hours then i'll be right back here with you hosting and i hope to see you then until then have a great day everyone see ya bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 investments like acquiring america's largest biogas producer archaea energy and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy.